We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A lot going on in the baseball world here. We've got NFBC main events to talk about. we got some uh, players getting called up to the majors. we got guys getting sent down. Most importantly, we have baseball this week. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are sponsored by Underdog and Fantrax. We appreciate their support uh, throughout, throughout this entire uh, Major League Baseball preseason. I am Scott Janstead, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you please rate or review the podcast, we would greatly appreciate uh, that. Uh, Jeff, we uh, we actually saw each other in person this weekend. I know that's a weird thing in this world. Usually everything is on, uh, on the computer these days, but uh, saw each other in person. Uh, how is everything for you tonight? hectic but awesome yeah uh just uh you know we had a great time in vegas did uh one of the one of the best weekends there i think i uh, oh yeah it was just like everything was scheduled well we had stuff going on the whole time it was really fun to see people and it was uh it was really good i gotta say the draft room at mirage was awesome i like that room i think better than the bellagio where we've been before uh especially because we had eight drafts going at once and it didn't feel like we were on top of each other at all. Like exactly. It was eight, eight drafts, and you want that like you want that exposure experience of like everybody in the same room. But I didn't feel like I, you could hear names. But it, it was it was better than it was before in terms of hearing names. You couldn't uh, you couldn't fully like it wasn't like in your face. Uh, you're hearing. Well, they put names. the walls really- between the like yeah. you know when you were in a row there was a wall blocking and that matters. It does. Yeah. Um, there was enough space to the next set over. You could yeah. see him, but not necessarily. You could hear, but not hear everything. It was it was great. Help that we were in the corner too. I like being in the corner like that for a draft. It was. Good. I was in the. I was in the complete opposite corner, but I was in the corner also too. So it was. Uh, it was nice. It was a really good setup. Obviously, the uh, the contest set up by by Greg and Tom and, and Derek are just first class. It was uh, everything was great. Yeah. Everything was really well run. They had they had food there for breaks. Uh, it was it was great. It's uh, the main events are always fun. You know, people that talk talk to us uh, or listen to us. Anybody that uh, has ever thought about coming out to Vegas for any of those events, uh, I can't uh, can't recommend it anymore. Really good people too. Like it's fun. You get you get that many people. You're always going to run into someone who's kind of a, a you know what. Um, I really don't have that experience at, at these things. I uh, I enjoy meeting everybody. Um, you know, obviously there's people that I'm really close to that I love seeing, but also you know the people I meet for the first time. A lot of people walk up to me and be like, hey, you know, I listen to the podcast. I want to introduce myself, and um, you know, it's always uh, you know it's never easy for people to do. And uh, I found that a lot. And obviously yeah, we're pretty. I think we're pretty approachable and, uh, and talk to everybody. And it was it was really good to meet a lot of people who uh, who play the game and also listen to us. It was a lot of fun to hear people say. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, it's 
Yeah, I, contra I contrast it a little bit with FSGA, which is a good event and a lot of industry folk, uh, but it's also a little bit more business oriented where this, I know almost everybody there. It's awesome. Right. And then those I haven't met before, everybody's very happy to see each other and introduce themselves and all that. It's so cool. Um, it's just a blast. The whirlwind weekend continued for me too today because I had a soccer tournament, which we won, which is great for my daughter. Congrats, uh, nice. And my awesome AL only home league, the one that started Roto News, which became Roto Wire. Uh, yeah, Peter Shanky, Herbill, Ken Kreitz from Roto Wire, as well as another lot, bunch of players. Jeff Bookbinder, the guy that introduced me to Pete. So it started my oh, nice. inter my career connection, and he introduced me to my wife too. Uh, uh, so he's like. A primary nexus in my life so yeah we, uh, really we call it we call him the real mvp right there that's yeah, a really. yeah. and your wife that's a pretty good combo yes exactly so uh yeah we uh it, it was a fun draft old school ao only four by four where oh, we wow. bid on uh, instead of 260 sixty dollar budget we have a 15 dollar budget because that's what we could afford back when we started the league back <laughs> in the 90s um and you, did dime you, I, increments you, you, i would say you must bid in quarters or dimes or something then. dimes and the best part is you could if you want to buy 14 players with your $15. You can do that. One guy, Bill Reader did that. Another, uh, you know, someone else, uh, Russ Havernick bought all 26 players, including all three of his reserves with his budget. So you wow. can do it. It's a lot of flexibility to it too. If you're short, you just, you get to like pick up guys in a reserve draft or something. Yeah, so it's a work? longer reserve draft. Like I left two open active roster spots uh, with my budget. So I had five players in the reserves. Uh, also, the other cool thing is it's uh, we grandfather and the brewers in the American league too. All right, so you have 16 teams then? Uh, yes, 16 okay. MLB yeah. teams, 11 teams in our league. So uh, but, it's you not can't, like... you can't, you, but you count the Astros as AL? Yes. Okay, yes. gotcha. So the height of our hypocrisy knows no bounds, but that's fine. Gotcha. I like it. It's well, so you got good. probably you got some you got some Midwest people, so keep Milwaukee in there is probably. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So, um, so we do. Uh, we did have drafts, and we, with drafts on a Sunday night, Jeff comes fab. There was uh, there was some fab this week. Uh, my first team I drafted was yesterday, so I made I put a few moves in. I had a I had a pitcher that got sent down, but uh, in the, some of the twelve team Rotowire Online Championship leagues, there were there were some big things. There were a lot of there were some Anthony Volpe uh, list teams, uh, some some free agent bidding there. A lot of David Robertson, Adam Montevino, obviously the people that drafted before Edwin Diaz got hurt. Um, I know you did a twelve team Online Championship. When did you draft it far enough ahead of time where like Robertson and Ottavino were available? Yeah, Robertson was available. I didn't get him. He went for like three sixty. I want to say. I imagine um, bids had my uh, he was available in my yogurt league and he went for 400. So, 15 is what he went for. Um, he was also available in my yogurt and now name my team yogurt. So, Erickson Yogurt. So, I know that I can find that right away whenever I'm looking like it because I have That's a awesome. mess of NFBC universe right. teams. Uh, Robertson went 377 in that one there. Yeah. Um, Otto Vino went for 231. Uh, so that's a lot of money spent on two possible closers. Yeah. Because they haven't named yet, right? Nope. Unless something happened today because my in-touchness with the news is a little lacking right now. Uh, they haven't named, and I assume they're not going to name. I think it's going to be a, you know, who comes out of that door in the eighth and ninth inning for the right. first save. Uh, there's, a, there's a number of teams like that, so it's going to be uh, – that's uh, the, the door openings in the seventh, eighth, and ninth can be pretty interesting. John for, Franco's uh, for... coming through that door. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. A little Jesse Orozco come out there, throw the glove in the air for the championship. It was good times. My mind's in the 80s. We we, we drove, uh, we did the drive with uh, our friend Vlad Sedlo, the Roto Gut, you know, uh, famous. Uh, famous Goot. Uh, Roto Goot, as I used to Roto -Goot, call him. Famous, 
famous uh, fantasy player that uh, obviously everybody knows. And then uh, Tim Schuler, who's a great human being, not as many people know, but he works with you at Rotowire. But uh, Tim is heavily heavy in the trivia. Randomly comes up in the drive, like he he'll have trivia questions. So my my mind is in the eighties and nineties because that's uh, which is where you know. won all those contests anyhow. So yeah, that should be like I'm, home. I'm really good at those. Like I get to like 2005, and it kind of gets fuzzy. I don't know what happened there, but I guess I just yeah. got old. But uh, it's uh, it, it was really fun. Uh, I, I love Tim. It's always fun driving up and back with you guys. It makes uh, we like pulled into like 20 minutes from your house. I drop you off first, and I realized that like holy hell, that drive went really fast. Yeah, both yeah. on the way there yeah. and the way back. It's beautiful. I, you know, it's such a better drive when you have this good yeah. conversation going. It just goes by. Usually, like getting to state line on the way there is such a long drive. Then once you get state line, it's fast. But like we pulled up and we are, we are at state line. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're almost here. We pulled to Vegas. It was it was really fast. It was awesome. Yeah, and you you get uh, the uh, Dale Earnhardt Award of the the weekend there for driving both ways. So appreciate hey, you for I, that. I uh, I enjoy driving. I'm a little bit weird about that. I I know some people love being uh, being driven and just kind of hanging out and be able to do stuff while I drive. But I actually I actually enjoy driving. So I uh, it was a pleasure. And you guys uh, you guys were good passengers. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Anybody, anybody you meet for the first time this year that uh, you really enjoyed ta- find yourself talking to? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but uh, anybody, anybody new that you talked to that uh, you really liked? God, I can't even think right now. Um, but uh, there's lots of lots of cool people that I met for the first time. Yeah, it, um, it's it's really a good group. Uh, people I met before, I, I think Jason Anthony and Mark Winokur, like the two greatest human beings. Like I just every time I see those guys, I love it. Um, yeah. I talked to Jenny Butler, who's a really good player. For like I had seen her many times, but I talked to her for the first time uh, this weekend. We talked in the sports book for a while. Uh, she's really really cool, really really smart, and like apparently uh, likes every sport. We talked to every sport I could bring up. She had like had bets on or was could talk about or played fantasy with. So uh, it was really cool to get to uh, get to know her a little better too. She's exactly. Great. Yeah. Uh, anybody else in fab? What'd you do? Did you do anything in the, in the main? I know you guys, uh, you guys had, a, you had, you had Oswald Peraza, I think we'll, we'll talk about your main team. I think you guys had a, that him, maybe somebody else that got either hurt or sent down. Did you guys make any bids this weekend? So we did. And we had Yanni Chernos get sent down. We had Oswald That's Peraza right. get sent down and we had Brett Beatty get sent down. Uh, you know, and Kyle Wright get put on IL too. Uh, so we just had a bang up day. Um, Pun intended, I guess, but not really. I just kind of <laughs> slipped into it there. Uh, or we you, we held drop, on you, to Beatty. Drop, okay, I was gonna say I was asking if you ask if you held on to Beatty or not. Yeah, Beatty's the was the hold. We we're debating Peraza or Beatty who's first drop. We decided to drop Peraza because honestly, the Yankees have seventeen thousand infielders yeah. still, and he's gonna have to just play for a while. Uh, and he was like tw- he was a late pick, uh, so yeah. we picked up Christian Arroyo to replace him. And I like I'm, that one. There's some talk about him. Play. Uh, play, he's gonna play a bunch, at least to start, and a little bit, a little bit of leadoff against lefties too. And he was, uh, he was kind of sneaky good uh, for in, in a few stats last year. I have to look up my notes on him, but uh, I, I remember when I when I looked at second base, I had him bolded on my sheet. So I, I think there was a, there's definitely some stuff I liked about him. Yeah, uh, and we picked up Lamont Lamont Wade Jr. Uh, well, you know, you know, I'm gonna like, you know, I'm gonna like that one. Yeah. So the only negative is we didn't pick up a pitcher this week, um, and so we're kind of like. We, we don't have, we have, well, we drafted eight starting pitchers that are active, but we, and Chirnos was our ninth starter. We've got like three other reliever dart throws and we didn't want to throw away our darts before a dart has been thrown, you know? Uh, so like we, we've got like Boxberger and, uh, uh, you know, Graveman, all the, like the uh, trendy before is cool to be trendy guys that are no longer right. the eight guys on their teams, but we got them a hundred picks later type of thing. Uh, so We'll see about that, but uh, and if we cut, have to cut them, so be it. 
Yeah, uh, Arroyo uh, raised his hard hit rate 7% last year, dropped his K rate 8% last year. I really like the trends that he had. Obviously, you know, who knows if he keeps that up, but I, I thought there was enough there that, you know, 29th, 30th round. I thought he was someone that was really uh, intriguing just based on the, the improvements he had with some of his metrics last year. Yeah. I do uh, I do really like him. As a middle infielder's later tough. There's a lot There's a lot for a while. Then I, like, I got to the point where I didn't have a shortstop that I wanted to pick up to be a backup shortstop, so I didn't back up my shortstop. But um, as in terms of a middle infielder, I, I do really like that as a, as a pickup. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm pleased with it. Uh, we bid a little too much. Tim had it right initially. Like he added 11. I'm like, yeah, let's just in case. Let's go 31. You know, that'll matter eventually. Um, you know, you know, you, you want to narrow that margin as best as possible, but especially that for a day after a draft. But, you know, there's plenty of news that happened today. So I figured, yeah. why not? Um, Lamont Wade uh, had some injuries in 2022 and he was just, he was pretty much hurt. I tossed that year away. If you look at 2021 on Lamont Wade, he was over 70th percentile on baseball savant in X Woba, X slug, X ISO and barrel rate. And he was also 80th percentile in both whiff and chase rates. Like he has really good metrics in 2021. Um, yeah. I think he's just a good hitter. The Giants are going to hit him lead off against righties. Um, I don't know how much he's going to play against lefties, but he had some really good stats in 2021. Stuff you don't see uh, guys that, you know, go on fab or the 20th, 30th round. And the Giants want him to play a lot. Sounds like he's healthy. He's a, he's a key part of their team. And I think he's a little bit uh, overlooked there. Yeah. Uh, I remember you talking about him in the drive up. So, uh, yeah, I was pleased to get him for a fab bid. Did you pick anybody up in your main? Um, I did. I had Dre Jameson on the uh, D-backs in like the 26th round, 25th round, somewhere in there. And he got uh, he lost the five job to Ryan Nelson. Um, I'm going to put Jameson in the bullpen, which I don't like. Is then if he went, at least he went down, he'd stay stretched out. And maybe, you know, someone gets hurt, he comes up right away. Yeah. If he gets, he's in the bullpen for like two or three weeks and they get someone hurt, he's going to have to like go back down and get stretched out. So I, I figured like best case, uh, I mean, I don't want to say best case for an injury, but best case for Jameson. Maybe he starts back up again in four or five weeks. So I dropped him um, and picked up uh, picked up Kevin Ginkle in their bullpen. I uh, figure I throw a reliever this week, but I have um, I have Scott McGuff in there too. So I just kind of want to see, make sure that uh, if Ginkle's the first guy out of the pen, you know, maybe that uh, maybe I don't feel as bad. So I just kind of picked that up as a, a buffer for this last uh, these last four days here. McGuff says, "Leave your bullpen <laughs> open." Yeah, I, I have McGuff too uh, in, in our main, so uh, I endorse that. I mean, couldn't Jamison close just as easily as any of these other guys? That's the weird thing is there some of the quotes were like, yeah, maybe we see him in a high leverage spot at some point too. I think he'll start off as a long man, but if it looks good and kind of two inning spurts, he could move to the seventh, eighth inning pretty quickly. I mean, they don't have a, a natural yep. born closer. I mean, McGuff has closed in Japan. Uh, he's yeah. big in Japan. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the same time, how many failed starters become closers like that? So, I think Jay, I, I, watch him closely. Watch the usage. Yeah. Watch how he does. You might you might have to uh, pick him back up at some point because that yeah. that bullpen's pretty wide open. But I nonetheless I understand why you went that route. And I I get it. I, I'm kind of behind that too. Um, and if I if I needed a drop, Jameson would have been a possible possibility for me. Yeah. So I uh, held on about. So I didn't do a didn't do a lot of movement there, but uh, it was uh, just a little bit. We had. Uh, Dylan Dodd got picked up. He was the biggest bit at 25 bucks. Now that, uh, you know, you mentioned Kyle Wright starting the year on the aisle. So both Dodd and Schuster made the, uh, making the team for the Braves. Miguel Castro got picked up. So another, uh, another shot in the, uh, in the Arizona bullpen. Yeah. Um, Arizona, it, it's going to be wild. Whoever comes out in the night there, I, I, we could be five guys and nobody's going to be shocked. And we're going to get a lot. There'll be a lot of leagues where those guys are still available and we'll be like, assemble and going yeah. after bidding those guys. They'll be like our first flurry. 
Uh, and the other, the other, the other three guys will get dropped really quickly too. It's going to be a, a yeah. crazy. And I understand also too uh, the Jameson thing moving the bullpen also bodes ill for him starting because they have this guy named Brandon Fott, P Fott, yes. uh, that everybody loves. He just got sent down and he's going to be stretched out. And he's the guy that everybody wants to get called up. Did he get? Uh, did he get dropped in your main, or did the person who picked who drafted him hold him? No, I mean he got sent down before the draft, so we we everyone knew and people still bid uh drafted accordingly he went in like the 20 i want to say still kind of early-ish like enough that you were like eh, maybe not my man this font's so small and it's it makes really good radio for me to be uh, uh, start around 24 to team 12 in your league okay yeah there you go um so yeah uh yeah so 24th round you don't really want to drop a 24th round pick Kind of like us with Brett Beatty. I didn't want to drop yeah. him. Drop that. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys look at all at uh, new uh, new Yankees fifth starter? There, obviously, their entire rotation is pretty much hurt at this point. Uh, Johnny Brito threw, I think, five scoreless innings today. He's gonna be the fifth guy. Did you guys look at him at all? I didn't look at him. I projected him yesterday morning. Scott Fleming snagged him in our league. Oh, he got he got he got drafted. No, he got picked up. He, oh, he got picked, picked up. up okay. fact, I was just saying he was only like three percent, three percent roster. Although Fleming did like take every single upside guy in my draft, but yeah, yeah, I looked at him. And the strikeout rates weren't exceptional in the minors, so I'd, uh, I admit that my my look was pretty quick. Does have a pretty good swinging strike rate though? So maybe uh, maybe with some pitch sequence, the, the strikeouts could work. But uh, I had a, I had a bid in on him, but it was after after Ginkle, so I did I did not give him my league. But I wouldn't have gotten him anyway. He went for uh, I think he went for twenty bucks to. Uh, to former main event champion Glenn Schroeder, which was uh, felt like everybody in the Hall of Fame at the NFC was in my league. Like my table was <laughs> so my table my table was fully empty while they were doing uh, the, the presentations. That's so funny. I I have uh, I had, I was sitting next to the robot um, uh, nice. and James Tamani, who just won the main a couple of years ago, was also I'm also in his league. So uh, not to mention lot, lot you know Fleming's a great player. Uh, Tons of good players in our league. There is uh, there is no avoiding great players when you when you no them. no not in Vegas man that's 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 always a takeaway is yeah. there's some that may look like oh, okay there's a couple dangerous guys but there's also the unknown you know there's like three years ago how many people were talking about the robot I mean yeah yeah nobody knew, knew who, nobody knew who Phil or Toby was like three four years ago and they're both like elite players now so there's always yeah. uh you do you do never know there I didn't uh, get a chance to hang out with Toby that much this weekend by the way. I was talking like about that. I he's like awesome. Toby a lot. He is a, he is yeah. a really, 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 really solid dude. I like. Uh, I got to talk to him a couple times. He he obviously filled in for you on the podcast last week, so I've uh, I've seen his face a lot uh, last week. So it was good to see him in person. He's a he's Took a really, over. really solid dude. I was a, I was surprised I was asked back. It was a good. <laughs> it was, seriously, it was really good though. I mean, you guys were awesome on that one. That's nice of you to say. I'm glad to hear that. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, let's get into some news and notes from this week. But first, a note from our sponsors, Underdog. The fantasy baseball season is underway. There's no better place to play than Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy baseball. Right now, Underdog has MLB Best Bell tournaments live, including the Dinger, which has $500,000 in cash prizes. Uh, Vlad and Jeff were actually doing some Dingers on the on the drive back, so I can attest sure. that uh, they, they did enjoy those a lot. In best ball, all you do is join a contest, draft your team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, no in-season management. Draft 20 rounds of players to get the best cumulative score your starting lineup that's three pitchers three infielders three outfielders and one flex each week of the regular season getting started is simple go to underdogfantasy.com sign up with the promo code rwmlb and not only will underdog double your initial deposit for 100 but you also get six months of our rotowire subscription all for free again it's underdog fantasy promo code rwmlb draft your 100 dinger team today we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Jeff, the biggest news today was uh, was Anthony Volpe uh, making the Yankees opening day roster. Uh, Oswald Peraza got sent to Triple A. Uh, how do you feel about Volpe? Were you in on the uh, on the elevated helium price uh, this this weekend at all? I, I don't have any Volpe yet. Uh, I want it, um, but I, I haven't been courageous enough to pay the price yet. And it's it's the price of poker's gone up. He went at one fifty one. Uh, yes, on Saturday. So Today. someone, someone, someone took the break and was like, "I'm doing it. We're uh, we're gonna wait ten minutes. Then I'm gonna take Anthony Volpe as the first person out. I like it." Yeah, but I I, I bet you he went earlier somewhere else. I would. Be, he I would uh, there was a, there was a, a pick in the seventies today. Ooh, that's sad. No, maybe the sixties. I think it was a fifth rounder at some point. Where should he go, in your opinion? Uh, it's funny. I mean, you could see, you could obviously see the significance. I mean, 50 stolen bases last year, and he's not one that uh, gets those stolen bases without, without some pop. He had 18, uh, 21 home runs across the two levels. I just looked at double, he had 21 home runs, but there's a batting average thing here. I mean, he only hit 251 in double A, hit 236 in AAA. Granted, the, the Babbitt was a little bit low in double A. So um, he's going to hit bottom in the order to start. Um, so I think it, the upside is significant. I mean, it's, last year was a 2050 year, which is like mm-hmm. old school Carlos Gomez, like win your league kind of kind of numbers right there when he broke right. out. Um, I would uh, I would say probably right outside of the top 100 would be a price that I'd maybe start to think about it now that he's made the team. Um, most times it's going to be someone that prefers uh, it's going to take him earlier than I'm ready to. Um, but I fully admit that uh, he could be a pretty big difference maker at the price. What a difference between first weekend and second weekend though, huh? Yeah, crazy. Uh, max pick a 259. Ha, huh, that's nowhere close to come happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, think that, uh, yeah, it, 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 he's, he's really interesting as, as far as that goes. Follow-up question. Yes. Jordan Walker or Anthony Volpe? Who do you got this year? You have to choose one. I have to choose one. I'm going to take Anthony Volpe because I think even if he struggles a little bit, I think the stolen bases will be pretty significantly there. Um, whereas uh, Walker, I'm a little bit worried about him striking out a lot coming through this first time through. He had some strikeout issues in spring training, some strikeout issues in high A, skip triple A. 
Um, I think there's a batting average with Jordan Walker, obviously insanely talented. Um, and he's got some speed too. Uh, I'd probably take Volpe just because I think the stolen bases are, are more, more assured for me with him. 150 and 151 respectively in my main. Oh, so same, discount same, on wa- same, same owner then. Yes. Yeah, so discount on Walker um, and, you know, pushed up a little bit with Volpe, but not insanely. So, you know, it just, we'll, we'll get into the reasons why later, but uh, just, it has to do with the word. It has to rhyme with itching. Um, so, yeah. yes. you know, it, it's, it's really kind of, it was really crazy on Saturday. Speaking of crazy, uh, my next note here, Juan Soto scheduled to take batting practice on Sunday. Uh, Jeff, Juan Soto had a had a max set in my draft. I was picked yep. 38. He went pick 36 um, to the uh, aforementioned uh, Mark Winokur, who said, all right, I'll be the sucker who's going to take him and hoping that I don't miss, didn't miss some news in the last 10 minutes. But 3.6 in my league. I mean, he went, uh, he was kind of a early second, mid-second with the injury in most leagues. Um Sounds like he's progressing well. You know, obliques are are scary. Maybe he's not ready quite to be on Thursday, but um, it certainly sounds like he's progressing to the point where this is not going to be a, like a four to six kind of oblique weak injury that we see with we some guys. Yeah. Well, funny thing is, I mean, you contributed to that slide by taking somebody else instead of him. At I did. 23. I was, I was two players. I was uh, Jordan Alvarez or Juan Soto, and I was like, whoever I take, the next guy's going to go right away. And I just, uh, I went with. I, I like Alvarez a little more as a hitter. Um, you know. Soto just had the injury. Yeah, I was a little better. I didn't think either one were going to be there, so I wasn't fully ready uh, to take either one. I was. I was. I had other names in my head. I wanted. Uh, I would have gone Austin Riley or Mike Trout instead, but they were both gone. I went Alvarez, but I certainly didn't think Soto was going to last another whatever. Whatever that is, twelve picks. Yeah. So we might as well get it out in their open. Pitching was just getting pushed up like crazy. End of the second, beginning of the third, really was. And, uh, and not even not that. even pushed up from like. Overall ADP it was pushed up from main event ADP of the, of the, of the, yep. I had, I think I had like 10, 80, 10 main events on my sheet when I was looking at it. And they, there were a significant number of pitchers that were up 15 to 15 to 30 spots, even from that previous push up. Yeah. And it's the hitters across the board. were getting pushed down. And it's not just the top pitchers are getting pushed up. It's every single tier is getting pushed yeah. up with the starting pitching. I and felt, the I too. felt that second and third tier was especially pushed up. Oh, it, was like, it hurt. There's it guys that were like, I Oh, I kind of like this guy in the 10th, 11th round, but man, in the sixth, seventh round, it's just, it's tough. Yeah. And you can react to that two different ways. You can join in the party or you yeah. can say, I'm not going to do that. Well, I did the, I'm not going to do that guy. Um, and which meant I had my second starter in the ninth round. <laughs> I mean, it's just... I, uh, I did the same. I had my second starter in the eighth round and then kind of yeah. just took a lot of pictures after that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I chose to, uh, I guess, lean in and lean into it and just take, take, take hitters. But uh, the, all the guys I'm like, well, I just, I can just wait, take a couple hitters and then I'll just take these pictures I like and, you know, move them up one round. And that didn't work either. Cause they got taken away before that. Yeah, absolutely. Man, but you look at these hitters, 36 seems to be a sweet spot in terms of where some of these hitters fall. Soto's max is 36. Jordan Alvarez fell to 36 somewhere. Uh, Austin Riley fell to 34 in one league somewhere. Uh, Pete Alonzo fell to 36 in a league somewhere. Raphael Devers fell to 37 somewhere. So you can see there's that that end of second, beginning of third. You see a lot of doubling up of starters or a closer and a starter. And I think what happens is those those first five players all take hitters. I mean, the, there are there's a Garrett Cole or Corbin Burns snuck in there, but almost every time those first five players are all hitters. Exactly right. So two three turn, they're taking at least one pitcher, and then some of them take two because like I got my stud hitter. Time to get two pitchers. It's a, it's an interesting spot where there's no pitchers early, and those those five teams all need a pitcher when it comes back to that turn. Exactly. There's one at least one league where Corbin Burns went second. 
There's one league where Garrett Cole went six, and that's it. oh Shohei. Wow, I guess a, you could count too. At, yeah. He went. There's three. a core a Corbin Burns too, huh? Wow. Yeah, I, I don't understand that, but uh, but I've been wrong before. I I I do have eight, some uh, burn, but eight coming eight coming back to you at the, at, the, at two, but still, you think that uh, you think maybe if you wanted Burns, you might not have KDS pitched pick number two either, but. Maybe you didn't. Maybe they didn't. You know, some weird results in yeah. KDS too. Uh, but yeah, I draft five on Wednesday night, so I will be one of those that takes one of the top five hitters, whichever one of them comes to me. I am jealous. I did uh, do three main events. I'm at eight, ten, and fourteen. So the uh, the KDS gods were not in my favor this year, but I had a number one pick last year, so it's hard for me to complain yeah. too much. Nine, fourteen, and five for me. Yeah, I like uh, I like the five. That'll be that'll be a fun spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Franco, uh, MRI in his quad was quote favorable. Uh, there was a little bit of worry there. He got he had that MRI like kind of right during the main event. There was like a note on it before, um, yeah. and then we didn't know what it was for. He was out of the game, but then uh, optimistic for opening day. So it sounds like uh, favorable is is definitely super favorable in that regard. Because I thought he might. It's an injury he had last year too. Um, I was concerned about it for that reason, but it sounds like it's uh, it, it's pretty uh, pretty minor. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, favorable results sounds good. I I you know. I did have some exposure to him, so but I, I when I saw that note, I'm like, no, I'll move on, you know. And obviously, we hadn't had the MRI yes uh, when we were drafting yesterday, so we didn't have that result. But it was just enough, given his experience last year, Wonder Franco's experience, yeah. how slow he took to recover last year, and wasn't the same hitter when he came back, for that matter, too. So it's just enough for me to kind of shy away. Wander Franco, also the result of the biggest f bomb at our table. Uh, he went a little bit late, and our friend, our friend Dan Preppus, who we played golf with, um, let out a quite an audible f bomb when Franco went the went the pick before him in, in the draft room. Yeah, but that that's like saying with Dan, it's like saying the word duh. Uh, but <laughs> sorry, Dan. it's about right. Love you, Dan. But uh, he, no, he, Dan's he great. But he was he was uh, he was, uh, he was a little bit on tilt. Uh, Franco went all the way back around. And the guy, uh, a guy in a, a Brewer's jersey and a Brewer's hat. I think his last name was Beckman. I forget his first name. Sorry about that. But uh, took him and uh, got uh, quite the reaction from uh, from our friend Dan. Uh, Kenley Jansen was one that uh, we had some news that the day before the main event on Friday, he had feeling lightheaded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a regular, any other player would be like, oh, that's weird. Maybe he's dehydrated. But with obviously Jansen and his, his heart issues, you just think about it a little bit more when he's getting any kind of feel, he's feeling bad. It sounds like he's okay. Expected to pitch Monday. So maybe the, the AJ Minter, um, you know, got uh, got moved into drafts. Uh, it may not uh, may not work out because it seems like Jansen's okay. You mean well, Minter is with the Glacius. So you, I think you were oh, it is the Glacius. Schreiber yeah. or yeah, Schreiber is Martin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, there's there's some cross pollination there. Martin used to be on the Braves. Yeah. Um, so there you go. It's, I just bridged so did, that gap. Wasn't Jansen on the Braves too? Yes, of course. That's why I was thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. AJ Minter obviously got the, yeah. AJ Minter had the Rice Iglesias news. You are you are right. Um, yeah. Did you do anything with the with the Brave situation? Obviously, Iglesias is um, you know shut down here for a week or so. We don't know how long it's going to last for. Um, did you do anything with that situation? Did you do any Minter, Joe Jimenez, or any uh, anything there? No, I did not. I it, it kind of was like. I'm getting to look, look, you know, we come after the second break and Sir Anthony Dominguez and AJ Minner are there. And I'm like, shoot, we should take one of these two. And Dominguez goes, boom, Minner goes, boom. Okay, <laughs> done. Uh, and I didn't get Joe Jimenez. Uh, you know, I, I there was a quote from Snicker, Snicker but hey, we're going to go ahead and uh, Minter's the obvious, obvious decision. All right. He goes, obviously, he's the obvious decision or some double obvious in there. And right. I was like, all right, Minner's the guy while while he's out. But you know, the news on Iglesias has been positive since the initial thing came out. So 
I also didn't really prioritize that. Yeah, I did not. I did not either. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, <clears throat> who obviously is a, a pretty popular name, one of those guys in kind of that that third tier of pitchers that got uh, heavily pushed up, uh, left today with uh, arm tightness. We never like to see that, but they did say it was uh, precautionary. Um, you still don't like to see that. Uh, but do you think that uh, we're drafting Monday and Wednesday? Do you think he'll slip down a little bit with that news? Do you think people are going to buy the precautionary? Where do you think uh, McKenzie uh, uh, ends up dropping here a little bit? He's had issues before, and he's about uh, three inches wide. So, uh, you know, I do worry a little bit about that. I got him in AL Towers a week ago. I don't like seeing that note. I like McKenzie a lot. I thought he was fantastic last year. Um, he's uh, he's a fade for me, so I was disappointed to see it. It seems like uh, – seems Why like is he a fade? That's a really good question. I have to look at my notes on here. Let's see. Um, I think it was mostly – I'm just pulling up his page here. A good radio. You're afraid fan. he's going to slip down to like a, a grate on the street? Um, I don't – it's just last year was so built on um, – that walk drop, and I'm not sure I fully buy. Like he dropped from 11.7 percent to 5.9 percent. Babbitt was 237. The craziest thing with McKenzie is I've never seen his Babbitt the last three years have been 217, 229, 237, but he gives up a ton of hard contact. Like usually you see that's because someone like Julio Arias who like avoids hard contact. Um, he was over 40 percent hard hit rate the last two years, over a nine percent barrel rate. Um, I think uh, regression. You know, we always say regression or what, but I think it's coming for him big time this year. I don't think you can keep a Babbitt that low with that amount of hard contact. I think that uh, at some point here, he's going to have about a, you know, even if he has a 280 battle, but I think that uh, the ERA is going to jump on him. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So that was, sorry, I had to look it up. I knew I, I had notes I on I why could I didn't do that. Oh, I, had, I don't like I had, seeing that now though, but after yeah. I've already gotten them somewhere, but I had, I had notes on why I did them. And I, I have so many notes on everybody now that I had to really go back to think about it. But yeah, I just, uh, I just have a feeling that it, that's coming for him. I think he's, he's danced through a lot of raindrops these last couple of years. Yeah. And again, That's true. it helps that he's that thin. Um, Seiya Suzuki took BP on Sunday. Uh, looked pretty good. It sounds like we're on the path towards uh, him coming around uh, pretty well. It sounds like maybe uh, maybe a couple, uh, maybe like three weeks we get Suzuki back in lineups. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, it's hard to say, but it's it uh, the, the Cubs have been so cagey with that injury. Uh, this is more definition than they've given us before, though. So that sounds, three weeks sounds good. I mean, it doesn't sound, I don't, it's not, not good if you have them, but it's, Sounds like an accurate assessment. Yeah, and that's such a such a it's a tough injury, and you just it's just so hard to never know. Anything any, though, bleak. I just kind of assume a month and hope you feel a quicker. Great, if not, that's why I was a little wary on Soto's. I know all the news was good. And it sounds like he's it's even better today, but I was just yeah. I was a little bit worried about pulling that trigger in the second round. As much as I think Juan Soto's just an absolute right. stud, it's just uh, I get so worried like a check swing or a setback, and all of a sudden you're like you look like someone like Harrison Bader, like that's like a. This has like a four to six injury on him. So it's just, you just never know. Same with class now, tough. right? Yeah. Same thing with class now where they immediately thought it was significant. Yeah. It's uh so I just always worried about those. It's a long season. I will probably, I may regret not taking soda, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, we had some, a lot of fifth man jobs were announced today. Ryan Nelson, we mentioned that earlier talking about Dre Jameson, Johnny Breeder. We talked about that in New York. Uh, Matt Strom, who was, uh, you know, formerly kind of a hypey guy uh, in, a few years ago in San Diego. I believe that's where he was before. He won the fifth-man job in uh, in Philadelphia with all their injuries. Obviously, Ranger Suarez is hurt. Um, Andrew Painter got hurt in the in the preseason. Uh, were you uh, – we talked about uh, Brito. Were you not Nelson or Stromo? Do you like either of those guys as kind of a, a shot late? I like Nelson. I, I, he, he won a spirited competition. Yeah. And he, he's a – you know, he, he's a legit prospect in his own right, too. Um, Brito, I don't know. I just don't. I, I, you know, he had a good outing today. Great. 
Uh, and we know he, I mean, it's crazy. Clark Schmidt's their number two starter to open the, the Yankees what? number two starter. What open the, the heck season. happened? It's crazy. I remember looking at like the Yankees are so deep at starter and just it's, it's, it's crazy. Montas, Rodon, Severino. I mean, those are three big names. Montas obviously out for the year. Just insane how quickly their, their rotation got decimated. I thought he could come back in the second half in the case of Montas, but oh really? Well, I just I when I it's hear shoulder a, surgery, I, yeah, I just kind of crossed him off and I didn't even think about him. So effectively out for our yeah. purposes, at least. Yeah. Uh, whenever I whenever I hear shoulder surgery, I kind of just assume we're we're, right. we're thinking about next year. But yeah, you could be right. You could be right. He could be. Yeah, he could so, back. And Nestor Cortez had a slow start to the spring. That's why yep. Schmidt's number two. Herman's three, I guess. Uh, then Nasty Nestor, uh, or, and then Brito is the fifth. Okay. Strom is uh, Strom's kind of interesting. He had, he had some pretty big strikeout rates in the past. Um, he was at the Royals and then the Padres, and then you know he's kind of a sexy name in 2019 uh, or yeah, I think 2019 drafts. So he had a really low ERA in 60 innings in 2018. 2019 was rough. The numbers weren't good, and then uh, 2020 he was good again. Um, he has good stuff. I don't know. He's not fully ramped up. He's like 70, 75 pitches, so it'd be tough for him to get kind of in the in the win situation. And then they get some guys back off injury, but uh, he's remotely interesting to me. He's a little bit, uh, I think a 29th, 30th round shot in him in these next couple of days is, is not a bad bet. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder how much he's going to be stretched out for. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do too. I think the first couple starts will definitely be low. And if he sticks, then maybe, then maybe it works out, but uh, it's, uh, that is the wins are definitely going to be an issue there. I gotta, I gotta change his projection to be a starter. I've got him as a reliever still. And it was so much time. He only threw like six innings in 2021. That's the thing yeah. that just throws off that projection big time. It's been forever since he started. Yeah, it's uh, that's like it kind of actually got a chunk of starts back in 2019. So it's been, it has been a while. Um, let's talk about week one since we're kind of talking about uh, some starters yeah. here. But first, note from our sponsors at Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Are you coming from another service? Fantrax makes that easy as well. Fantrax, Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize them as needed. I do have a uh, dynasty basketball league on Fantrax where they co- we customize the crap out of it, so I can attest to, attest to that. They offer the most in-depth player pool in the industry, including all minor league players. You need a customizable commissioner service for your fantasy league. Fantrax offers more customization than any other platform. Waivers, categories, scoring system, any kind of schedule stuff, uh, fab situations, anything you want to do there. Fantrax offers custom solutions for all that more, and it's all free. Uh, Sign up for free today and be entered to win an official MLB signed jersey from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. All Fantrax users will also be entered in the MLB Game Day Experience giveaway, which includes free tickets and $1,000 for travel and accommodations for you and your league mates. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Rotowire and sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash Rotowire. So, Jeff, with all the draft talk and fades and targets and categories, we actually have games this week, which is right. freaking awesome. I, I didn't really dawn on me till today when I was doing the I was doing the the, the outline here as we're talking. I realize we have games this week. It's so you know, always it's always weird when they start on Thursday, but we did all these drafts and stuff, and we, and we still have some coming. But we got games on Thursday. Every uh, the, every team, everybody plays either three or four games this period. Um, there's a lot of teams that won't have starting pitchers pitch. Obviously, you can only pitch three guys, so sixty percent starters in some teams. 80% others. Um, in NFBC leagues, a good note that uh, Thursday is its own period So you, on, with hitters. So if you play, if you have hitters, everybody plays on Thursday, you bet your hitters in. You have a lot of hitters that only play two games over the weekend. A lot of teams have Friday off. So yep. those three-game hitters on the weekend are, are pretty big. So make sure you check that. Uh, we have t- uh, 10 teams with four games. The four-game series are Arizona, the Dodgers, Cleveland at Seattle, Colorado, San Diego, the White Sox at Houston, the Mets at the Marlins. All the four-game series in good situations are all either in Southern California or in Dome. So it's, uh, we should get a lot of games out of those series. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah although I said, is, 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 is it supposed to rain here again? On Wednesday it is. So uh, if go. that trails over an opening day, I mean, it's possible. God. Yeah. It felt, no it's way. been raining here. It's back been raining here for like, another day. It's been raining here for like two months. So it's, I should I should, uh, should not count on that being played. But they are, they are in good spots there. Um, were there any, like, uh, any hitting schedules you saw this week that you're like, ah, I wanted to get some hitters on these two teams or these teams for this weekend? Um, any, uh, any offenses you looked at, you're like, I really like this offense this weekend. Um, I mean, I, I think you got to look at the, maybe the Reds home, yeah. home start. I mean, look at you, such a homer. <laughs> you're, look at, we get an opening day and you have optimism about the Reds. I know. Don't talk. You can, <laughs> you can, def, you know, get me out of that mindset. Um, t, you know, Jake Fraley, I like this week. Uh, I think that although he does, they do have a game against Rich Hill, so that doesn't help him too much. Yeah. Uh, Benson's a guy that, you know, late, 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 late guy, but, uh, Although not he, so late, he got taken in our draft. He went in the twenty first round in mine. I couldn't uh, couldn't believe that like one. That was that was early fifth in mine. I thought that was, was like, oh shoot, I wasn't ready for that. But yeah. hey. he was a he was a bolded guy for me. Is he officially on the team? I don't know. I don't think so yet. But yeah, I don't think so yet either. I haven't seen official, but it seems like it's all trending yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you're going to draft every Braves hitter. Maybe, you know, Arcia's uh, pick up in like early draft, early leagues, early drafted leagues. So, cause he's, you know, probably was not drafted uh, and he's now a starter. He's probably batting ninth, though. That's the problem. But it's against the Nats. They do get two lefties in there, too, which is, is nice for him. I really, I like that. The Padres, you know, it's another team they probably draft a lot of guys, but they, uh, they have four against the Rockies. They get Marquez, Freeland, uh, Jose Arena, and Austin Gomber. Uh, Got to like that for uh, getting some hits out of the out of the out of the shoot here. Those are that's a pretty nice setup for those facing those four guys. Yeah, uh, you know the name. Uh, I I was kind of annoyed that I didn't think of sooner in the draft. Uh, we didn't get him, but I I do like him as Luis Camposano. Nola keeps getting banged up for the Padres behind the plate, so Camposano against that Rockies, you know, uh, rotation. It, granted, it's in Petco. It's not not a course field game or anything, but. Kind of like that if he gets a few extra, you know, extra you, bats. You can get gombered anywhere, Jeff. Austin can give up runs in any park, in any state, in any country, anywhere. Oh yeah, he, 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 you get gombered when you least expect it. Yeah. When you uh, when you have a uh, term named after you, that means you can give up runs anywhere. Uh, I really like Red Sox bats this week. I think the Red Sox lines can be fascinating. They've it's, if there was a manager mentioned four different guys for hitting leadoff. Like it was, it was like, I was like oh, okay, I guess we're doing all kinds of stuff. He mentioned Cassis and Arroyo and Kiki Hernandez and uh, Alex mm-hmm. Verdugo, like two guys for righties, two guys for lefties. They're going to be kind of all over the place for a little bit. I think we know that, you know, Devers, Justin Turner and Yoshida are going to hit two, three, four, but I think the rest of that lineup is going to be pretty fluid, but they get Kyle Gibson, uh, Dean Kramer, and uh, I wrote the wrong name on here. I forget who the third starter is for that. Uh, the, 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 uh, might be Braddish, yeah. yeah. I, I looked and I wrote the Red Sox starter instead of the Orioles starter there. But uh, they get a they get a really nice schedule. We talk about how the, the Orioles are going to be better. They're an interesting team. Um, that's mostly offense. Their pitching is still kind of air. Well, I, the thing is, because it's Baltimore, it, it's when they're at home, that's okay though. It's like yeah. Gibson and Irvin are, uh, you know. Oh, it's it's Irvin on it's Irvin on Sunday. Good call. Yeah, he's had his moments. Uh, he, he's average. An average in, in Baltimore can be okay, especially against a Boston team that's just okay uh, lined up there too. I mean, let's face it. I mean, it, there there are some things that have you know we talk like I drafted Justin Turner and I like his spot in the lineup, but he he's kind of getting up there and he's a little bit behind. He's had two weeks off in spring. He's their three or four hitter. I mean that yeah. that doesn't really blow the doors off there. 
On the flip side of that, though, there are hitters that are, you can kind of stream or maybe get available or get late in the draft to play for this this weekend. Right. So we're, I just talk about Arroyo as one of those guys. So yeah, there you we're go. Talking about, we're talking about Braves and Padres. You can't really pick up any of those guys. But the Red Sox, there are. Are the Angels uh, interesting? You know, I'm going to be picking on this a lot, but, you know, picking on the A's. Kyle Muller's their opening day starter. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, we didn't even know he was going to make the rotation. All of a sudden, he's the opening day starter. I had like six starts for him projected. I had to, I had to <laughs> furtively, when I saw that note that he was going to be the opening day starter, I was like, oh, crap. Got to bump up that projection a little bit. There's, more. Uh, there's a lot of angels hype for their offense coming in with all the all the guys they've added, and uh, it's a good week for that. Uh, we got Mister Saturday uh, Fujiyama. Fujiyama Fujiyami is uh, is pitching every Saturday for the A's. So he pitches on Saturday. Then Ken Waldachuk on Sunday got smoked today. I had some good starts at the end of last year, but uh, coming out of the gate, that's uh, that's a pretty good schedule for the Angels right there. It is. It is. Now, when you see a, like you're doing a draft and you know your 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 picks about to come up and this is the end game. Uh you you see like latest note, gave up nine runs in his most recent spring training outing. Does that <laughs> Yeah. Is that influence you? Like it, I think it did with me. I think Kyle Bradish, uh, who I have plenty of exposure to, I held off a little bit for at least like a round because he got smoked in his most recent outing. Uh, for me, most of Baddish was the the second half. I thought was a little bit uh, fluky. I know the numbers mm-hmm. got way better, but you look at his other like underlying numbers; they were all just kind of the same, and some of them got a little bit worse. Um, so I was not as fully in on Baddish. But yeah, I mean, I think that you know, if a guy has a horrible outing, and if it's uh, you know Justin Verlander, I don't care. I assume he's just working on something. But yeah, if it's a younger guy that is kind of trying to ramp up for the season and really struggles, yeah, that probably enters. And it's an end game one where you like you want to throw these guys for the first couple of weeks. I think that uh, I think that affects me a little bit too. Okay. Uh, let's get into our uh, into our main event drafts. I know that uh, there's a, there's a lot of stuff there to talk. about. We've kind of touched on a few of those. Um, let's uh, let's hit a note from our sponsor, at Vivid Seats, first, and then we'll jump into that. Baseball's back. Swing into the MLB season with Vivid Seats and score tickets to all of your hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Every crack of the bat, every deep center, every deep fly ball, and every heart pounding double play of your favorite team live and in person. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to the reward. Just buy 10 tickets, simply cash your credit towards the 11th ticket purchase. It's that easy. Pro reward tip buy tickets for your whole group, split the bill, and make progress towards your free 11th ticket faster. From behind the plate to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today at Vivid Seats. Experience it live. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. So, Jeff, it was pretty crazy. You walked over to me at the, the first break. At the, in the live events, there's a break after the 10th round, the 20th round, and you, like, tap me on the show. You're like, oh, by the way, we have four of the same first uh, – four of the five picks are the same that we that we made, which is almost impossible. You and I did not plan this. You were, I was picking eight. You are right. picking nine. So we're picking from the same pool Can't of players. see each other as we're drafting. And, yeah, and we didn't know – we couldn't see each other. You're right. We couldn't see each other. We obviously talk about players with the podcast together, but I don't think that we knew, you know, fully each other's targets, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we had with four of the first five. Let's talk about your draft first. You started your nine spot. Uh, the first eight guys are hitters. I'm calling Shohei Otani a hitter for that purpose, but obviously he went right before you at eight. Uh, Vlad Guerrero jumped in front of you. That was a uh, pick, uh, pick seven there. Uh, Garrett Cole was your first pick. Was that, were you guys always going pitching if Vlad or Otani had been there. Were you going there? Um, did you consider Bobachet? Was was a Cole over Burns for sure? What was your thought on the first pick there? It was always Cole over Burns. Okay. Um, but the big debate is: do we Cole or not Cole? And you mentioned the possibility, so you did influence me a little bit. But uh, so from that standpoint, we didn't coordinate it. But it was like, okay, he's considering it too. Uh, all along, I was like, oh no, I'm not taking a picture in the first round. But you hear about all the the main event starting pitching inflation. Uh, and you're like, ah, okay, if you get Cole, 
you don't have to participate in the inflation as much. Right. Um, that that was that was a selling point. Nonetheless, Tim really wanted Vlad. I was like, okay, we can get behind Vlad. I can get behind that too. Uh, but then Vlad went. I'm like, yeah. okay. So so much for that. We're like, if Tucker or Otani or Vlad slips to us, we'll we'll go ahead and go ahead go ahead and take them. We thought about Bichette. That was a tricky one. I'm I'm not I'm not there yet with Bichette. Um, I understand the logic, I guess, but for one thing, if you're really counting on the speed to be there, it's it's got to be that you know he he the second half was more uh, those last two months were more legit, but even then, his, his sprint speed was actually down. It was more average for his position, not quite average, it was slightly above average, but it wasn't like elite sprint speed, elite first home to first speed, especially for his position. So it's kind of like. You're really counting counting on like him stealing 30 bases to be worth that spot, I feel like. And I know, and I don't think he's necessarily that guy. So I, I decided let's go ahead and get the ace that we wanted. And we got it. We got, we went Cole instead. Yeah. I thought about it a lot too. And as I kind of built the first four rounds, it just everything I did worked better with Cole. My, I was Cole or Bruchette too. I really like Boba Shed. I think like, I love the batting average. You have plenty of pop, hard hit rate. I think that, uh, the note I had in my notes was he ha- he's got to steal 20 to 25 to make it work. So I kind of have the same process you did. He's at 25 yeah. in 2021, then 13 last year. He works the price if he steals 25. He works really well. Um, but if he steals 12, I think it's uh, I think it's right. uh, it's tough to get behind he the price. He got caught a so, lot too last year. Yeah. So you wonder if he keeps going. He's uh, you know, he hits uh, third usually in that lineup. So maybe there's it's it's, it's a little bit tougher to run. Uh, but as I built the, the key to part of it was the the second round. You know, it's not a lot of speed guys in there for us. We're looking at, you right. know, you and I were looking at Devers or Trout or Austin Riley um, or Pete Alonzo or anybody like that. None of those guys are guys that run. So um, you need, if you're going to do it with Bichette, you need him to run because you know your second guy's not going to. So as I built it, um, I didn't really, you kind of, you kind of knew the pitchers of the two, three turn were going to be gone by the time we picked. And I just felt if I didn't take Cole, I was going to be in trouble getting someone I really, really loved as my, as my, as my, as my ace. For sure. Uh, and, yeah, it thing is like then you're kind of committed to like two, three, four, maybe or two and four, or three and four, and then you have to decide, okay, how am I going to get my closers as far yep. as all of that goes too? Because you have to get closers eventually too. Uh, you know, as, as a counterexample, the person next to me went Strider in the Strider. He got Strider in the second, which is kind of a gift. Um, that I mean, just for people to know, it's like Strider was going in the the one two turn in almost every draft. Yeah, and he and yeah. he he and Team Ten instead got him at two six, followed yeah. by Bieber, followed by Luis Castillo, which is a really good fourth round pick. Um, that was one of the few like aces that didn't really get pushed up to ridiculous levels, but are are high levels. I shouldn't say ridiculous levels. Those second round pitchers, I mean, yeah, most part they're 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 worth it. Yeah. I mean, you can debate a couple of them perhaps, but. Uh, you know, you look around and it's just like, well, they're all getting snatched up. So you kind of have to figure out your pitching. So when you go Cole, then you get to kind of take advantage of the hitters that fall. And I feel like I did that. And I think you did that too. Yep. You, uh, you got Austin Riley in the second round, which I am supremely jealous of. That was yep. who I, that's who I, that's who I wanted there. I have not, uh, I've not really hidden that fact. So you got Riley in the second round. Um, and then we come back around the third round. Uh, Josh Hader's available. Uh, did you guys consider grabbing the closer there? I think you and I both talked like if haters there, we have to consider it. Um, once you took Cole, were you pretty much guaranteed to take a hitter there? Cause for me, um, I would have gone hater if I'd started hitter hitter, but I went, uh, since I went Cole, I, I went with Michael Harris to the second as, as you did also. 
Right. Um, with Riley, I had Jordan Alvarez. We both had zero stolen bases. Um, I, I had to get That's- stolen bases that pick. That was the inspiration for sure, is that the need for stolen bases. Um, and especially because Corbin Carroll got pushed up to 38. Oh, he, uh, went, and, he went 38 in yours. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? That's not the men. No. Someone went, I guess is either today or yesterday, went 33 on Corbin Carroll. So, uh, but point is, I was fixated on finding somebody that could run, run some. Uh, yep. Needed some speed. I was in the same boat as you. Yeah, Hater was there, and I might re- regret not going Hater, but then we got a closer in the fourth anyhow. So we both took Jordan Romano in the fourth round. You took him um, Oh, after Ryan Helsley. Helsley was, a, was an early pick there. After Devin Williams, too. Uh, you took him ahead of Bautista and Presley. I know you like Presley. Was it Romano and Presley for you? And just, uh, it was. Any, I mean, I, I think they're both really good. Did you have a strong preference there, or just kind of a little bit of preference on Romano? It was either or. Like, and I actually thought that I thought there was a reasonable chance that I wouldn't even get to choose among those two. Um, and it had both them gone, I don't think I would have pulled the trigger on Bautista. Nothing against Bautista. I just, I, because I, I actually do have him in AL Tout Wars. I actually kind of relented a little bit on my stance about him. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, uh, no, I, 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 I either would have gone, oh, no, if I hadn't gotten those two, one of those two closers, I think I would have pushed for Zach Wheeler, who still was available. And I love Zach Wheeler too. Yeah. Um, kind of that, that, that was a critical decision because then, you know, I, you know, the, the, the starting pitching pool just gets eviscerated after that. Yeah, it does. I just, uh, I did the same thing and I just, I wanted to get a closer. I wanted to get one of those top guys. I felt if I didn't get into it there, it was just going to get out. It was going to, it was going to cycle on me. I didn't know where I was going to get one. Yeah. Uh, I was going to have to take, you know, Alexis Diaz or Clay Holmes, maybe around early. Cause usually you want, you want to make sure you get one. Uh, I love Romano. I think that uh, I think it works really well. And I, I like not having to think about closer again after that really for a while. I mm-hmm. uh, came back around the fifth round. I was pretty much sure I was going to take an outfielder. I was going to take Teoscar, um, Eloy Jimenez, or George Springer. I, I love that group of outfielders. We both ended up with Teoscar. Uh, what was your thinking on uh, on family member, friend of the podcast, Teoscar Hernandez? Um, he, get, he runs more than both Eloy and Springer. So that's why I went that route. Adelise Garcia was available there too, but I, I like yeah. Teoscar straight up better than Adelise. Um, I do too. I, I, I obviously love Teoscar and I, I would have gone him there. I did go with, with him there. So I, I agree, obviously agree with you there. Uh, coming back, we'll, we'll, we'll flip through here pretty quick. Um, you took a shortstop in the sixth round, uh, your friend, Dansby Swanson. So I know you, you always are high on, I, I like him a lot this year too. I took a shortstop in that pick too, which is, we were really in lockstep. Yeah, um, we were. And then you took uh, you took two outfielders. I know you love you love Swanson. We don't want to talk about that one too much. But you took Byron Buxton in the seventh, which I do want to talk to you about, and then Taylor Ward in the eighth, who's been a very popular guy. You got him late. I would have taken him yeah. in my spot. In the, I would have taken him in my spot in the seventh round. He was gone before my seventh pick. So um, talk to me about Buxton and uh, and Taylor Ward here. So I'm interested uh, interested in your thoughts on uh, on how, on how Buxton ended up on your squad. Well, I'm not a Buxton guy uh, for the most part, but I like that they're putting him at DH. I, I really do. I mean, I know he's got a lot of defensive value, but uh, I like that they're going to try to doing their best to preserve him, play him at DH a little bit more. I understand. I'm probably not getting more than nine or ten stolen bases. It, you know, I, I don't think he, he, he could give me two. That's there's a right. possibility of that. There's, there is a possibility he could get twenty, but I don't. <laughs> I mean, this, he's certainly fast enough to do it. Right. Uh, but I, I'm not counting on it. Um, but I just think he could also hit 35 homers from there too. Uh, and 
So that essentially is pick what is that like ninety nine or something? Ninety nine. Like what is his eighty? I don't know if you have it in front of you. What is his ADP in, in the main event? The main event, uh, Buxton is sitting at. I just saw it. Uh, he is sitting at ninety point eight eight or eighty ninth in order. Right. Average pick is ninety point eight eight. So that's basically par. Uh, but but still like ten picks after. So I mean it's a it's a good price there. Um, he's a weird guy. I think I mentioned to you before. He could hit fifty home runs. He could play. 50 you're games. a weird I, guy. Yeah, there's no I, there's no doubt about that too. Um, but he, he, who knows? But one of these seasons probably gonna stay healthy. I it's a, it's a high upside pick. It's obviously a risky pick. He gets hurt a lot. But I mean, forty five home runs is not out of the mix here if he plays one hundred and thirty five hundred forty games. It, it is uh, entirely plausible. Um, hard contact is crazy on Buxton. It is. It is. And Tim really wanted him, so I I, I went with it there. Um, Ward, I just I, I it cost us. There were a ton of starting pitchers after our eighth round pick in Tyler Ward, Taylor Ward, um, and that did cost us because we again we're sitting at one starting pitcher in that. But that is a lot of yellow between your Ward pick and your next pick. Right. I did get the max pick on Taylor Ward at 112, though. Um, But, you know, a lot of targets went by after that there. There's a consequence there. Lodolo, Rasmussen, Springs. Come on, guys. Springs was 170 a month and a half ago. Now he's 100. I mean, he's 115, 116. Uh, Nasty Nestor Cortez goes there uh jesus lazardo and and dustin may on that seven eight uh, on the uh, eight nine turn wow that uh, that number one team really did go high upside he went lazardo oh. may walker volpe and then clark schmidt and then kelman oh my gosh wow and o'neill cruz before that and pasquantino yep. before that yep. i mean all second first second and third year players i mean yep. he could kill us yeah right? if these guys cook um it, it's entirely possible there it, it's team fun i mean he really steered into it there but then, you know, May goes, then Freddie Peralta goes, then Charlie Morton goes, then Giolito goes. Giolito was hurtful. I thought I was going to yeah. get Giolito. Uh, I did not get Giolito. That's fine. Carlos, Carlos Rodon won the pick before you. I assume since you only had one pitcher, you probably wouldn't have gone there. I was not going to go there. Okay. No. It's, uh, I get it as your, as your third or fourth star. I don't, as your second star, that'd be pretty tough because you're just like, you're really starting a hole starting pitching, even with Garrett Cole at that point. Yeah. So what did you do in that range? Uh, so I uh, took a shortstop in the sixth, also, but I took uh, I took Tim Anderson uh, on on mine, and then in the in the seventh, I was in a spot where same kind of thing, like all the pitchers were going. I just kind of leaned in. I took a young guy that I do really like. I took Gunnar Henderson for uh, oh, a I speed a speed power combo kind of guy in third base. Um, after the top, you know, whatever it is, six or seven, I'm mean, third base gets really rough, really quick. I do like Matt Chapman a little bit later, but um, with the team, I, with the team I was at, I was really kind of building speed power guys and more, you know, balanced guys rather than, you know, huge power, huge speed guys. So he fit well there. And the eighth round, um, obviously I didn't have a second pitcher yet. I probably my hardest decision of the entire draft. It was, uh, it was Logan Webb or Drew Rasmussen. And I love Rasmussen. I thought he had a better chance to get back to me, but I just did huh. my second pitcher. I wanted someone that was more guaranteed to throw a lot of innings. So I was a little worried there that, uh, you know, Rasmus may throw 140 and Webb throws 180. I just, I took the guy with uh, a little better floor and a little more innings. And uh, the guy next to me took Drew Rasmus like two seconds. I was like, oh, it's between the same two pitchers. So um, mm-hmm. that's the one I, I feel like I may end up regretting because I think that uh, it's kind of a 50 feet. Like if I did it again, I might take Rasmus in the next time. I just don't know. Um, but right. I felt as my second, my third pitcher, I probably wouldn't Rasmus. And my second pitcher, I felt like I needed the luck in innings more, and I may, I may live to regret that one. 
Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not a huge web guy, but I also yeah. think that, yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. I, and again, you, you agonized over some, a decision that you, it didn't matter really. I mean, you were going to get one or the other, you right. were never yeah. getting both. So yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I was going to take back-to-back pitchers, and then it came back around. I was going to take Freddie Peralta, um, and he went the pick before me. So it was one of those ones that uh, the name uh, you usually like sitting there. Don't say the one name I'm thinking of. So I did, and I got to that point. And the next, I had like six pitchers that were like kind of the, all the same to me. So I went took it. I, I Alina took an Alfred. Like I took Kristen Yelich in the ninth, which was uh, I think it's pretty late for him. Uh, yeah. I I think that uh, I think if he's okay there, it works well. But if he could, he obviously could pop and. You know, you get back to the fly balls. I still hits the ball hard. I ran last year. Um, I just think there's a lot of upside that pick. So I, with, with seven, six or seven pitches, I kind of thought were all the same. I knew I could wait another round and take another pitch, and it would be one of the, one of that group. So I went uh, I went Yelich, and then came back around the 10th. I took Jordan Montgomery. He was kind of in that group of guys I liked but didn't love and kind of all had in the same range. But, I mean, they were big. They were, I like Kyle Wright. He went two rounds early in ADP. Uh, I like Alex Cobb. He went the 10th round in my league. So I like – that was like a because I was thinking the twelfth, thirteenth round. I just right. names were just getting picked off, so I just took I took Montgomery, another guy that I think will throw a lot of innings, be solid, not a ton of upside, but I think they 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 pair pretty well with Cole. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. But it was uh, it was tough. Every time I took a non pitcher, I felt like it hurt because I was like, I love this price. I've got to take this guy, but I knew that uh, I knew that another ten pitcher would go off the board before I did it. Yeah, uh, and that's that's the series of choices that we make, and uh, it, it's the NFPC is brutal as far as that goes. Here, especially a live draft, I feel like it, it's. I think it's easier to pivot when we're doing online drafts. Uh, the emotions kind of kick in a little bit more in person, for sure. And you get caught up in it. It was funny. We did, we had there was a, a get together for all the people that were drafting on Friday night. And it's just amazing how like how much all these people know. Like there's nobody yeah. there that is kind of rolling in like hey this sounds fun i'm gonna bring you show up with the draft of my magazine and, and call it a day and have some fun i mean it has happened before it has happened before the road there's draft one year exist. i sat next to some yeah. oh, go ahead go ahead sorry what are you i saying? was gonna say the road drafter does exist but you had someone that was out of a magazine too i literally out of a magazine uh drafting injured guys it was was uh, was it the rotowire amazing. magazine at least it was not a it better not uh, have been a rotowire magazine <laughs> in that case uh, that is that is funny. Um, so you took Luis Garcia the ninth. Jumping back to yours, we'll kind of do the next chunk of rounds here. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you the the tenth through fifteenth rounds, I kind of felt myself lost a little bit. I like I love a lot of late targets. I love a lot of early targets. I love a guy in the, the sixth to eighth round. I found myself having struggling to find guys. So it was a lot of my original strategy was there's a lot of pitchers I liked in 10, 11, 12, and those pitchers were all gone. So um, I kind of had to had to move maneuver, maneuver a little bit there. You took Chris Bassett after Garcia. And then Kyle Wright. I love you getting Kyle Wright in the 11th round. I know he started the year on the aisle, but I think it's just uh, he's just ramping up a little bit. He's a couple starts behind. And then you took uh, you took a couple of corners, Joey Manessis and Jake Cronenworth. Been back to uh, back to pitcher with Jose Urquidy. Uh, any of those guys that you really uh, were really targets for you? You really love the pick. Manessis. Any of those you don't like the pick? Okay. Love Manessis. Um, I you know his price of him has gone up a little bit, but I still love him. Uh, Cronenworth is our second baseman, by the way. Uh, it's handy that he qualifies at first, yeah. but sorry, he's in, he's in purple on my screen. But obviously, you're saying, Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, Urquidy actually is a target. I mean, I like him, I get him. He's he's so he's very basic, but I love that basic and boring pitchers. You're gonna take the ball every fifth day for a good team. Let's roll. McCullers isn't coming back soon. Hunter Brown's got a bad back. We'll see what happens with that. Urquidy is a little at risk of losing the job, but I don't think it's that big of a risk. 
Um, yeah, I don't think that's big of a risk. I think he'll. I think he'll. I think. I think it's a bigger risk that they go six man than then he loses the job. But I would. I would agree with that. In the fifteenth round, uh, you took Garrett Mitchell, someone who I know you like. Uh, Talk to me about Garrett Mitchell as I get into my next drafts here. What uh, What sold you on Mitchell, kind of in the mid round? Speed. Speed. I need speed. Uh, I felt like we were light there for a little bit there. Uh, you know, Riley doesn't run. Uh, I have guys that all could contribute some stolen bases besides Michael Harris, uh, who, who, who can, could be a very plus guy, but you know, I didn't have like big burners. So I thought I needed one more stolen bases guy. So that, and I thought he was the best one at that point. I like, you know, I, I think he's, you know, his, he's got a power upside as well. I don't know if he achieves it in the regular season, but he, he teased it a little bit in spring too. Um, I think he does. He was a 41. It was a small sample last year, but you know, he was 11 and a half percent barrel rate in the, in the, ma- yep. in the majors last year. Uh, my issue with Mitchell is the strikeouts. I think they're yeah. going to be huge. They were big in the minors. He was a 28% strikeout in double A. Uh, I know he's 41% in the majors, but that was 60 at bats. I don't really care about that. I think he's going to strike out about 30% of the time, though. So I think the batting average yeah. will be an issue. Uh, if he can get on base, he had, what, 24 steals in, like, 75 games or something last year. It was it was a big number. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, looking through yours a little more here, uh, you went, uh, you went, you took a catcher, you took Christian Vasquez in the 16th round, obviously you didn't have a catcher yet. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, talking about your next three starters here, you took Taiwan Walker in the 17th, Kenta Maeda in the 19th, Nick Martinez in the 20th. What was, uh, any, any favorites in that group? Uh, I like all, I mean, all three kind of solid for what we think. I mean, Maeda, who knows what you're going to get out of him. I mean, there, there's some serious risk about, you know, but I like that. You know, he, he it wasn't like he had the, you know, Tommy John in season last year. Right. Uh, so I think that's I think that bodes a little bit in our favor in terms of him getting it, getting back to it. I think he'll struggle the first month or so. So I have to watch out for that. I'll have to watch him a little closer. But Walker, good team, solid pitcher. You know what you're getting with him. Yeah. Martinez is an upside pick, but also notice good team again. I'm trying to focus on getting good pitchers on good teams uh with 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 those with the fringier spots you know it's like you know you can take a a little bit higher of a risk on a guy though on a team maybe that's not uh you know expected to be great but for the most part i'd rather have starting pitchers on good teams yeah i think that makes a lot of sense uh looking at uh kind of after the break here you took nick gordon Uh, i did also i think i took him right before the break Uh, i really like that one i think that nick gordon is a sneaky speed power guy that the yep. Twins are a mess right now in terms of injuries. Polanco's on the IL. Karloff's starting the year on the IL. I think there's going to be a lot of playing. Buxton's going to DH, so you can see a lot of movement. I think Nick Gordon's going to be that piece that every day you're going to find a different spot to play him in. Um, I don't think that, like, 15-15 is out of question for him this year. And if you get hit, they get that yeah. in the 21st round. Like, that's a, that's a huge pick. I really – he was a he was a bright, bold name for me on my sheet. I, second base outfield is really nice at this point, too. For sure. Cover a couple spots there. If you need a middle grade, if you need a fifth outfitter grade, if you need utility grade, whatever it may be, um, I really like that pick. I was I was I was happy to see that we both ended up on, ended up on Gordon. Yeah, and uh, I you know, and he's going to get a lot of time early because remember Polanco is not going to begin the year on the yep. uh, active list, so that helps too. It it certainly does. He's going to play a bunch. Uh, you did not have a second closer yet, so you went with Scott McGuff, Brad Boxberger, Kendall Graveman down the down the stretch here in the twenties. We talked about Arizona a little bit earlier. I don't think we have any clue what's going to happen there. McGuff did have uh, 30 plus saves in Japan in the last two years. So at least he has a, you want to call that closing experience. It's there. And he was great early in spring too. I had one bad outing, I think recently, yeah. but uh, yeah, it, it's a little early for a spec is the only thing I don't, I'm a little worried about, but 
you know what? Anything in, after pick 300, though, is all right. like. I, fine, I fine throw, like. I rip up the ADP sheet after about round 17. I just get the, if I'm going to grab guys yep. to that, did 70th round versus the 21st round or 20th round, like it just at that point, just get the guys you want. It's, you know, yep. it's funny that as you look at ADP, you're like, oh, I can get this guy in the 27th round. By the way, in the main event, you can't. They're going to go and somebody else is going to go in the 22nd. They're always like four or five rounds early in those, in those yep. stretches. So um, obviously, we talked about some of the guys you dropped uh, with Brett Beatty. Uh, you mentioned he went back down to the minors. Escobar's going to play third base. Um, is this a is this a hold till he comes up for you? Is this a hold until I need the roster spot? What's your thinking on uh, on that pick at the moment? Holding hold as long as I can. Uh, and obviously, if he's struggling at AAA, then it'll be an easier cut. But if he's ripping it up in AAA, more likely to hold and to hold more. Obviously, Escobar's how he plays is going to matter as well. Um, if right. he if he struggles from the Mets, then Beatty's got a better chance of getting that earlier call too. Especially because you know the Mets they're in it to win it, so uh, they're gonna they're, they might and they they've even said Escobar basically has a short leash. And he I mean, he raked in Double A last year. He had 19 sure home runs, hit 312, like hit for average and power. Um, not a lot of speed there, but uh, I think it's a, it's a, it's one that I agree with you. I think I would try and you know you don't want to hold too long, and it's it's a tough little game there. But I think that uh, you can hold and kind of see when once you need the spot. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, overall, how did uh, how did you feel? Um, were you were you happy with it? Were you kind of like yeah, we got some work to do? How did you kind of feel about the team overall? I mean, happy and have some work to yeah. do. Uh, is always and just kind of like spent too. I mean, it, it's always an intense draft. We flew, by the way. We were the first of the break, first of the second break, first to get done. I think. Um, I think we were like a solid two and a half rounds ahead of you. So, yeah. I, you know, when I moseyed over, you were in the eighth round. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah. So, I, I all in all, I'm pretty happy. I, I actually, I mean, I'm comforted by the fact that we have so many players in common because. It's not like we said, well, okay, we're going to do this here. And we do talk about certain players on the yeah. podcast, obviously, that we like in the drive up. But but even driving up, we didn't like plot out a first five round strategy. No, that, like, no, not we went need this and steals. Like we said, we were kind of talking about other stuff. We had, you know, Vlad in the car. We were trying to talk about life and some baseball and tra- like yeah. all kinds of stuff. And it's just funny that, that it, it worked out uh, exactly, exactly that way. And you've got another draft where you're 14th also, right? I'm, I was eighth this one, and then I'm 14th on Monday and 10th on Wednesday. So we're both 14th on Monday. So uh, we'll be inter- very interesting to. So if we have four of the same five, everybody's going to know we're full of it. We've, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, they're we're plotting together. together. Yeah. <laughs> Collusion. Yeah. Um, so look at it quick, quick at my draft before we get out of here. Yeah. I, I want your thoughts on a couple of my players. Uh, what, uh, Jonathan Indy, I took in the eleventh round as my second baseman. I do. I've, I've made it uh, known. I've talked to you a bunch. I don't like many second basemen. Um, I looked into India though. I, I did like him a little more than I thought. I read some stuff that you know last year was pretty much a lost year for him. He realized that yeah. uh, that he kind of he he bulked up for twenty twenty two, and he said it just didn't work very well. He didn't like how it felt. Yeah. He kind of felt tight, and you know that's maybe that was part of the re- reason for the injuries. Back to his regular weight. Um, you know, he's 21 12 with a 270 average in, in, in 2021. Um, you're the Reds fan here. What, uh, how do you feel about uh, India coming into the season? I'm warming up to him. Uh, yeah. Earlier, I was saying cautionary stuff in part I because the stat cast was just pretty bad, actually. Um, he, was, he was awful. You have to, in order to do it, you kind of have to throw out last year because it, it's a little bit of a leap of faith, but you have to kind yeah. of toss last year. I, it, it, it's kind of early, but. The, the position has landed itself to that. We've had a couple of guys go down. Rogers is out for the year. Obviously, Altuve is out for a very long time. Um, and I'm not interested at all in Altuve, by the way. Um, he'd have to go after pick 300. And even then, I'm like, 
So that's to it's me, just, it's like you know, India has to necessarily go up. Other second, you know, Grissom's gone too. That's another one that's not it's not available to us. So when you keep that in mind, well, okay, you, who do I like? You like India? Push them up. If you like Brandon Lau, push them up. It's, do you want That's a little funny. speed? Do you want a little I, power? Yeah, I was between India and and Lau, and I took I took India. I I realized giving up uh, giving up some some home runs there, but adding some speed, hopefully adding some batting average over Lau. So it was I was close on those two guys, and I went uh, I went India instead. Yeah, and it did ca- it did catch my eye that you know sometimes optimizing for power doesn't really help. He India and Votto both, uh, Joey Votto both have said that their whole attempt to focus on power backfired. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was I, reading this quote from India got me a little more interested. It seems like he's uh, kind of reverting back to at least his mindset for from 2021. Uh, to no one's surprise, I took Sonny Gray in the 12th round. I needed I need another pitcher. Um, I love Sonny Gray. I always do. I saw he looked really good in spring yesterday. He's Stuff always looked there good. for you. Always there for me. I think he's one of those guys that's going to get hurt. We'll miss some time. But when he pitches, we'll pitch well. Uh, I mentioned I got a little bit lost in the middle rounds. I think 13 and 14 were in like my really lost rounds. I just – I was having trouble figuring out guys I really wanted here. I was gonna, I was gonna I push up some guys I like later. Um, I ended up with Cal Raleigh in the 13th round. I think it was the only time I took the whole clock on my time. I just literally could not come. I was gonna take Ryan McMahon, I think, and he went. I was gonna take Hunter Brown. He went three picks before. Then I was gonna take Gabriel Moreno. He went four picks before. I was gonna take uh, Ryan McMahon. He went three picks. Like I, my whole entire sheet got crossed up. Andrew Vaughn was on my list too, and he was so like the four picks in a row. I had four guys. They all went right before me. Um, I wouldn't say a full panic mode, but I was like, I'm gonna have to take find somebody here. Um, I didn't think I was gonna take. I didn't think I was gonna take Cal Raleigh and end up with him. Are you? Uh, are you a fan of Big Dumper, or is that gonna be? Uh, is that gonna be a, a big batting average problem? I think it might be a batting average problem. It might be a batting average problem, but who cares if you get 25 homers out of it? Yeah, I mean, led, led catches um, no home runs last year, so that's uh, the power is real. I just, uh, I do worry that his batting average could be really rough. But it uh, could I be. Just, I mean, you could have the new Chris Hoyles or something like that, and then you could. can. Help. Good reference right there. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was in a spot where I just I didn't know what to, to grab. All the pitchers were kind of the same. I didn't love anybody, so I just figured it was. I was if I'm if I'm stuck in a spot like that, my guys just went. I was really hurt when Gabriel Moreno went. He went four picks before me. I wanted to take him the twelfth, but I had to take a pitcher, so I took Sonny Gray. I just I just felt like I had to get that fourth pitcher. I was going to really struggle if I didn't, and I was holding my breath on Moreno. Uh, that's probably the pick that, uh, as someone said, I lied hurt me the most because I was really hoping he got back to me. Yeah, so I, I hear you on that. You know, funny thing is, I mean, I, I had a couple bites of the apple and didn't take it on Moreno, and I love, I like Moreno a lot. You know, I he went at 15-4 in our league, so. Oh, that's that's, that's pretty late, yeah. That's like around the, the pre-Kelly injury uh, ADP. Yeah. And I just didn't pull the trigger. But that's a function of us trying to chase the starting pitching that we let yep. go earlier, right? Um, I, uh, I missed a lot. Xander Bogarts went super late in our league and I know yeah. he had the wrist injury. Like I got to a point where I'm okay with that, by the way, I, I sucked it up and then kind of leaned away from the pitching run early and I got hitters. I really, really like them. I think my offense is going to be good, but at some point you've got to kind of turn the other way and you have to, you have to give up some of these hitting values. You know, are there because you have to get some pitching. Otherwise you're dead. Right. So it's a question of where you find value and that's, that's okay. I mean, if you feel like you're good at spotting some late pitchers, then spot them. 14th round is a pretty big round for me. I took Edward Cabrera, who I think is the most upside in the spot, but uh, yeah. he's not even guaranteed to win the job. I'm a little worried that uh, 
this could be a four trade that back. I wanted, I, you know, I, with waiting on starting pitches, I wanted to get guys who had a lot of strikeout upside because I didn't want to fall. I didn't want to find myself struggling with strikeouts. I took Logan Webb, my second one. So that really kind of puts me in a hole strikeout wise. I like him, but the strikeout hole is there. I took Cabrera. I'm holding my breath that he wins the fifth job. because It's still not, it's still not reported. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the guy that's getting more positive buzz, right? Yes. And I like, I like Braxton Garrett. who's the other guy too. Um, but at the 14th round, if he doesn't win the job, I can't drop him either. I, I don't understand why Johnny Cueto, Cueto is guaranteed that job. That's an excellent point. I agree there, but it sure seems like he is, isn't it? It weirdly does. Like Everything yeah. I read is like it's Cabrera and Garrett for the fifth spot. What happens to the person that loses the job, by the way? Is that maybe the reason why Cueto is guaranteed it? Because Cabrera, for instance, has got options? Uh, conceivably, I I didn't I haven't heard if they would send him to the bullpen or send him all the way back down. But uh, I, I make I, up I, an injury for Cueto and put him on the IL, and that that solves that. You, he's old. You probably don't have to make one up. You can probably find something. There is a note something. that he was something dealing with arm issues earlier this spring, so it, it's not that far fetched. And then you click on roster resource. They have Cabrera as the SP two. So like, I have no idea. I've loved the arm. Um, I think there's a ton of upside here. The walks are a big issue i mean if he doesn't drop the walks it's going to be a really rough, rough whip I mean, last year he had a really good bat that kind of saved his whip um his mm-hmm. 11.3 walk rate but a you know 26 percent strikeout rate he's got to drop the walks by like eight percent to really work but uh if he does he's pretty darn good right away well you know you've got a pretty good track record on relying on marlins to get their control so uh in <sighs> command so that just that just hurts. Oh, hurts. So you won your league, so I don't really feel too bad about joking about that. Yeah, no. Trevor Rogers went two picks before, and the guy that took him was uh, was uh, Thompson there, uh, who was we met him the night before. Really good dude, uh, Michael Thompson. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, his first name. I'm drafting with Michael on Wednesday night. It seems so. Uh, he uh, he took Rogers. I got two shout outs for people making picks during the draft. Hit the one was him taking Trevor Rogers. The other was Mark Winokur taking Ronaldo Lopez two picks before me in the nineteenth round. As just a, taunting uh, you, yeah, just taunting me so uh yeah it's uh it's fun all all in good fun uh if it wasn't uh, it wasn't for the fun banter back and forth the live drafts would not be nearly as good but uh i took joey manessas also we're gonna fire through here really quick uh you know i got more pitchers i got carlos carrasco and ronzi Contreras. so weird two guys i really like i found myself having no problem guys i like in this round i need to work on that uh like 11 i like carrasco i like that pick a lot yeah i was uh that was a hold your breath pick that was a hope he gets here uh Nick Pavetta went before him, which uh, which is it was kind of a shocker. I he went way before ADP. Do not like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, do not like him a lot either. Um, I took Sir Anthony Dominguez. You mentioned you just you guys just missed him uh, right after Reynaldo Lopez went. I was gonna take Lopez, but I had Lopez and Dominguez really close. I know I love Ronaldo. I talked about it a lot, but Dominguez lasted really long in our league. I'm not sure which I was gonna take first. So I know Mark took uh, Lopez made the decision easy for me. I might take Dominguez over Lopez anyway, despite despite my Lopez love uh, all offseason. Yeah. Um, I like Lopez a little bit better because I just think he's got a better chance of the role, even though not right away, not exclusively, but I think he's just so good that I think he wins it, but yeah, we'll see. Whereas Dominguez, I'm not sure. Pretty darn good though, too. But yeah, I think the role is they signed Kimbrell for like 10 million though, right? They signed Kimbrell and they traded for Soto. Um, so. And they have Jose Alvarado who's nasty too. Yes, yes, yes. That's, that's, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. Funny thing is Giovanni Soto. Is not getting drafted in, in a lot of mains. In no, fact, I, none of them. Oh, zero. Wow. I don't think he's. Oh, because it's not Giovanni. That would be the catcher from the it'd Cubs be, and White Sox. Gregory. 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 Yeah. Okay. But my point remains three yes. mains out of 32. 
Wow. Three. No one thinks he's the closer. He had 30 saves. 30 saves last year. No one thinks he's the closer. I think that's no awesome. one thinks he's the closer. Yeah. Uh, and then one more pick I want to ask you about before we get out of here. I got to the point in in round 21, I took a guy that uh, I don't usually take, but he lasted a long time. And you talk about a pick that in round 21 could really work out. Um, I took Austin Meadows in round 21. I got to the point where I was like, sure. This guy is really, I know his happy fun ball year, but he was really good a few years ago. He had 100 RBIs just last in 2021. I know last year was zero home runs. It was the weirdest year ever. He never struck out, but hit nothing hard. Um, There's talks that he had like he had a lot of mental health stuff going on last year. Yeah, and it seems right. like he's kind of worked through that, which you love to see. And obviously, super important there. Um, it cost me AJ Puck who I, I was hoping was going to get back around to me. He went to uh, he went to our friend Dan Preppus again. There was an AJ run. There was an AJ Puck and Minter both. Did you there. did you F-bomb him for that pick? Did I what? Did I, I I did not F-bomb him, but I gave him a bad look, and I did uh, I did as, as dirty, as nasty I can be with that. So I usually don't curse too loud. You said Puck you. That's what yeah, you said. That would have yeah. been, been a good one. Uh, Dan yeah. had hit me with a golf ball a day before, so I feel like he's just he's kind of he's kind of kicking my butt all over the place it is. Um but yeah, so I, I took Meadows there. I just thought that I was a spot where in round 21, like there's a chance that that works out really, really well. If it doesn't, uh, either he's okay and I can keep him or I can drop him if he's the same as last year. I just think sure. that's a, it's a spot that like there's there's a ton of upside there that may, I fully understand it's a, probably a small percentage, but uh, in round 21, I really like getting Meadows. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And then uh, rounding it out, just another catcher. I got Corey Kluber, which uh, could work out really badly. Then some names that I love. I look Lamont Wade and Josh Donaldson, who nobody surprised that I, I take either of those guys. Um, right. Brian Dela Cruz, I do like him. Miami hits the ball hard. It sounds like he's going to make the team. They're kind of a mess with playing time, so I don't know how it's going to work out. But so late that uh, it, it's uh, who knows there. But uh, I was uh, I was pleased, but not overly pleased. I'm not uh, I'm not one that like walks out of job like oh I love this I killed it. Um, I felt like I, I struggled a little bit in the middle rounds, which I need to fix before uh, before before Monday and Wednesday. I need to kind of work out who uh, you know if pitching goes early again. What I'm going to do in those rounds? Yep, yep. Um, yeah, we're going to have to hurry on that. <laughs> Monday draft is not that far away. Yeah, mine's I think mine's a little earlier in the day than yours is too. So it's I don't have a lot of time with the turnaround, but I'm going to try and figure out those ranges. But uh, anything else on your mind? Uh, we've been out here a little bit. It's always a fun podcast after we get back from Vegas. I got a little bit a little yeah. bit long here, but uh, uh, I wanted to uh, thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on in, in, when we were in Vegas. It was so fun yeah. to uh, to meet so many new people. So fun to see old friends and see people that I talk to online or on DMs, wherever it is during the year. Um, I, I just, I, it's a great group of people. Again, I can't recommend it enough. Everybody was really cool. Uh, you know, thanks to Mike, the mouth for putting on the party on Friday night. It was really cool. Yep. Him to put that, that together. Was it was really fun. It was a great room. Everybody was there that, that was drafting. There was like over hundred people. There was only 120 teams drafting. So like almost everybody was there. Uh, it was a great time. It was fun. It was, uh, it was, uh, I always look forward to the weekend. Sometimes it works out great. Sometimes it works out just good. This is one of the weekends that worked out really, really great. Fantastic time. Yeah. Hat, hat tip to the Mirage again. Really fun place. Yeah, time hanging out in the sports book there. Didn't play yep. a single hand of poker. I, I that was weird for me to go to Vegas and not even like approach it, like even think of like, oh, I have time. No, I was book solid the whole time and I didn't miss it. it was, I'll do it next time. Yeah, I was gonna say we we were when we played once we played golf that takes away Friday. Like it's obviously worth it. It was fun, but uh, yeah, we were we were scheduled pretty uh, pretty uh, pretty hour to hour. Yeah, and it was excellent. So uh, yeah. yeah. Buzzing off that, we'll have another uh, draft high tomorrow and another one on Wednesday, and then it's then we get to watch our players right away and get angry at them. 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's, it's great until my first my purchase. My, I have a pitcher give up five runs in the first inning, and I never want to play anymore. So it's uh, it, it, it's fun. I love it. It's uh, it's a great hobby. Great people. So uh, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, I want to thank everybody there. I want to thank uh, Fan Tracks and Underdog for their sponsorship of the podcast. You want to follow Jeff on Twitter? He's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We'll be talking a lot of baseball for the next six months on on there. And obviously, we'll be back at you uh, next Sunday night and every Sunday night through the season. Jeff, right? Every every Sunday night. Looking forward to anywhere. it. Good. I look forward to it also. Uh, definitely one of the highlights of my week. So one thing everybody for listening. Hope everybody has a good uh, last three days of drafting. And we look forward to talking actual baseball results with you next Sunday night. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.